welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you joining me today um, for this episode. I'm going to be doing a 20-minute Q&A. So I posted on my Instagram story a few days back, um, just asking you guys to send through some questions. And we had some really good ones, which I think can add a lot of value to those that tune into the show. Um, so as I mentioned before, a big thank you for, for listening today. If this is your first episode, feel free to go back through. There is a library of literally 300 episodes of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and I guarantee there's something for everyone. If you're someone that tunes in every week, just another massive thank you. I really do appreciate the support. We have some incredible guests on the way. We've already had some amazing people on the show, um, but there's so much value um, for me to add with this show coming up in the next few weeks and and moving into the rest of this year as well, um, and hopefully today's episode is no exception. So, Let's get stuck into these questions. As I said, this is through my Instagram. If you're not following me already, I'll have the link to my account in the show notes below. Feel free to go in and give me a follow. I try and put up as much helpful content on a daily basis as I possibly can. Um, and also, for everyone who sent through a message, um, let me know their thoughts on the new intro. Very much appreciated. Um, I think Will nailed the intro. I really like it. We are. We went through a couple of different versions of it, and this one, um, he's just hit the the nail on the head. So a massive thanks um, to my good friend Will Sparks for putting together that intro. I'm glad you guys are liking it as well. All right, so let's get stuck into the Q and A. The first one, I'm going to go go through these quite quickly, so I can cover as many as I can in uh, in kind of 20 minutes. So how do you track calories when eating out? So the way I approach eating out um, and when I'm tracking my calorie intake is firstly, if I know that I'm going to be eating out that day, what I'll do is I'll go into my fitness pal first thing in the morning. If I've got a rough idea of what I'm going to be eating, what I'll do is I'll, I'll track that meal into um, my fitness pal first. I'll estimate what I'm going to be eating and then I'll work the rest of the day around it. So let's say, for example, I'm going out for a burger um, for dinner tonight. The first thing I do this morning is I go into my fitness pal type in a generic burger option or something similar to what I think I'm going to have. Maybe I'll add in a chips or maybe I'll add in a drink or whatever. I'll overestimate the calories, which is the next point I wanted to make. Always overestimate the calories in the meals that you're eating out. And then I'll work the rest of my day around that. So whatever calories are left over, similar to financial budget, which I've mentioned on the show so many times before, I'll work the rest of my day um, around that. So when it comes to dinner that night, then I'm not blowing out of my calorie intake or I'm not getting to dinner and going fuck I've only got 200 calories left and I'm about to go out for a burger what am I going to do or now I have to eat a you know fucking salad or something like that and ain't nobody got time for that um so that's how I approach that that's how I approach eating out um and that avoids you know that's going to help me avoid um blowing out my calorie intake like I said it's going to allow me to eat guilt-free um so the big things there is track ahead of time overestimate um, and try and the last thing I would mention is to try and choose foods or meals that are high in protein so that you're fuller quicker, um, which is going to reduce the likelihood of you just blowing out and um, overeating and eating a shitload of calories anyway. Next one is this person has said, I'm having trouble gaining weight. Any tips? Yes. The first thing that I would say is that you are most likely not eating in a calorie surplus. So 
the the feedback I get from a lot of people when they come to me saying they're not gaining weight and I'll say to them you need to be eating more you need to be eating in a calorie surplus and often the response is I'm already eating so much or I'm eating a lot of food already blah 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 and that's all well and good but just like it's uncomfortable to lose body fat it's uncomfortable to put yourself in a negative energy balance to lose fat it can be uncomfortable to gain weight the correct way especially if you've got a fast metabolism you're training a lot you're eating well you're choosing nutrient-dense foods it can be uncomfortable to be in a calorie surplus now i work with people at the moment who uh, are their main problem and i think a lot of people listening are probably pissed off with this um to be honest but um their main problem is not being able to eat enough and that is the case for a lot of people out there and obviously majority of people are, are probably trying to lose weight and, and lose body fat and lean up but there is still a big percentage of people out there that are trying to gain weight and eating enough can be an issue so if you are struggling to put on weight struggling to put on size and you're doing all the right things with your training your recovery your supplementation then the problem is you are not eating enough Okay, so you need to be eating more. Just like you track your calories when you're losing fat, you need to track them when you're gaining weight. And that's a mistake a lot of people make is they think that the gaining weight part is the fucking easy bit and they can just relax and take it easy. But I see it as the opposite way around. I see it as gaining size, gaining muscle mass and, and bulking up the correct way. That's the hardest part. That's where you're putting in all the work. That's where you're investing in your body so that when you lean out, when you lose the body fat, that's the that's the reward. You get to reveal the, the hard work that you've been putting in in the gym and with your nutrition for some time now when you can see the shape and the definition later on. So if you're struggling to gain weight, you need to be eating more. That's that's There's no, there's no two ways about it. Next question is, what is your top favorite... Uh, top five favorite books now this is tough because there's been so many that um that have had a big impact on me and i'm not a huge like massive reader i love audiobooks now and listen to a lot of podcasts but in terms of physically reading a book um <laughs> fucking no shit for some reason it it literally puts me to sleep i could sit down any time of the day and start reading and after like four pages i'm like in and out of sleep so i pretty much get nowhere with the book it takes me way too long to read through one but um top five it's, like I said, it's very tough. I think the first, um, the first one would have to be the Greatness Guide by Robin Sharma. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pair two with Robin Sharma at the top here. Either the Greatness Guide or the Monk Who Sold His Ferrari would have to be um, number one there. Number two would have to be the 10x Rule by Grant Cardone. For me, that was a an incredible book, and it really did change the way I looked at my work ethic to do with business and aligned my work ethic very perfectly with how I used to approach playing sport and um and how i approach my training and, and most other things i do um so that was incredible uh number three um high performance habits by brendan bashard is another one that's really really um a really great book and a very actionable book as well which is what i like sometimes it's difficult when you're reading a good book and, and it kind of gets really motivated but doesn't give you any takeaways whereas brendan bashard always gives some awesome takeaways which i love um, another one would be Stillness is the Key um, by Ryan Holiday. And that's one I've been, uh, I've just finished reading recently, which was awesome. Um, and then the fifth one, like I said, there's plenty of others I could add in, but the fifth one would be The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. Um, you know, I talk a little bit about mindset and, and uh, meditation and all that type of stuff, manifestation on the show. This book was a, a really good one um, for that. And there was a lot of takeaways from it, and it just had a big impact on me. So that'd be my top five, top five books.
Uh, next question, is it possible to gain muscle and lose fat at the same time um, when, when eating in a calorie deficit? Now, look, there's a few ways to answer this. The first, you know, the, the simple answer is yes, it is possible, but it's extremely difficult if you've got a good amount of training experience under your belt um, already. Now, for those people who are completely new to strength training, for those that are significantly overweight, and for those that are, you know, pharmaceutically enhanced, so using anabolic steroids or anything along those lines, yes, it is possible to gain muscle and lose fat at the same time. But for the majority of people listening right now, I would say majority of the time the answer is is no, unfortunately. Um, and if, if you do see that, if you do see an increase in muscle and a reduction in body fat, it's going to be very, very minimal to the point where it's not going to be what you think it's going to be. So I get a lot of people come to me saying that their goal is to lose fat and build muscle. And it's just trying to like trying to do two things at the same time. It's like being in your car and putting the brake on and the accelerator on at the same time and hoping to go really fast. But it's just not going to work. So look, I, I, would, I would recommend choosing one goal first. If you feel like your body fat's a bit high, then obviously um, eating a calorie deficit for an extended period of time until you're happy with your body fat percentage and then reverse diet into a calorie surplus or at least maintenance and start to focus on building muscle mass what usually happens when you try and do both at the same time is fuck all quite literally so you don't lose much fat and you don't really gain any muscle and you pretty much go nowhere so it can be very deflating and demotivating um, so what I would as I said what I'd recommend is choosing one goal or the other focusing on one before the other at least um, and then going from there, and that's when you're going to see the best results, really putting your focus into one goal first, um, and then moving on to the next. Uh, next question is, when we reach our goal, why is maintenance so hard? So what I would say to this is that it shouldn't be. Um, there is a couple of ways to answer this. First of all, it shouldn't be hard to maintain if you've followed the right approach to get there. The problem is a lot of the time people aren't following the right approach to get there. So a lot of people are crash dieting or, or doing excessive amounts of exercise and trying to get to their goal in a very short period of time so once they get there it's fucking almost impossible to maintain it's, it's extremely hard to maintain once you're there because it was so hard to get there in the first place so of course you're not going to be able to maintain it so if you're following the right approach you know taking your time to get to your goal weight or goal body fat percentage um, if you're training in a manner that's enjoyable and sustainable it's easy to maintain the second part of this answer is the reason why it may be so difficult um, to maintain that once you're there is because you've lost your purpose, you've lost your why. So a lot of the time when we're trying to get somewhere, we have this drive, this passion, this purpose to get there. But once we're there, we've achieved it. And that's that's what's often said about you know the enjoyment and the passion and the motivation of trying to achieve a goal is often more enjoyable than the actual result so let's say for example you're trying to um uh what's an example let's say you're trying to get a position at work right so in the process of trying to get to that position at work you're working your ass off you're networking you're doing all these fun things you're seeing results you're seeing growth and then you get to this position, you get a promotion, you're there, and maybe it's not as enjoyable as what you thought it would be. Or maybe the workload's a lot higher, or maybe the recognition's not as much, or maybe you don't like the role as much, so the the enjoyment goes away, so the purpose and the passion is gone, which makes it hard to maintain your quality of output that you probably put in to get to that position in the first place. So 
you know, making sure you, you're very aligned with what your purpose is, your why, and also following the right approach to get there in the first place is, is going to be the game changer there. Um, next question is, is the Team Builder app yours? Um, if not, do you think you will eventually have your own workout app? Um, the Team Builder app, Team Builder app is, is definitely not mine. Um, I just pay a, a decent size subscription each year to use it as a coach so I can provide my clients and you know in person and online with a better service and, and a really accessible way to get to their workouts and individual way as well. So the Team Builder app is fantastic for being able to provide that service in terms of me building an app i don't know i'm not going to say yes or no but at the moment i don't really have any big intention to create my own app because it's not i mean i just don't i just don't find it necessary at the moment to pump so much money into putting to putting together an app to deliver a service that i can be doing the way i'm doing it at the moment now um but you know never say never it could happen at some point there may be a change in heart or maybe there's a reason why i want to create an app but at the moment the answer would be would be no for now. Um, yeah, that's kind of all there really is to say about that one. Um, <coughs> does cardio? Next question. Sorry, does cardio make you lose muscle mass? The only time you know there's a big bit of a misconception that if you're trying to build muscle that you shouldn't do any cardio. Here's the thing, and, and for some of you, you may not know this, but when I try and build muscle mass, or when I'm trying not to lose fat, or sorry, not trying to lose fat purposely. Um, I do significantly more amounts of cardio than what I do when I'm trying to lose fat. Okay, and the reason for that is because I enjoy it, because I've got more energy to do it. I love going for a run. I don't mind a bit of conditioning here and there. Um, so cardio doesn't make you lose muscle mass unless you're doing an, a fucking absurd amount of it to the point where you're not recovering properly between strength sessions, meaning you're not doing um, very good quality strength sessions at all. Um, and not seeing the results you should or at least retaining muscle mass or if you're not eating anywhere near enough you're not eating anywhere near enough calories which means that you you your your energy output's way higher than your energy input so you're pro- probably going to be losing weight and if you're not doing much strength training or you're doing a lot of repetitive cardio then you are risking losing muscle mass but for the general person for, and i'd say probably eight or nine times out of ten a bit of cardio is not going to have any effect on you, your muscle mass if you're training the correct way and eating enough food. Um, next question is, do you have availability for personal training sessions? Now, at the moment, um, it's it's quite limited, to be honest, for anyone that's listening that's wanting to do some PT with me at some point in the future or now. Um, it is quite limited at the moment. Um, probably got availability for one to two, maybe three um, new clients uh, at the moment but you know working with some really awesome people and I absolutely love the clients that I train and that's something that I've really made an effort a conscious effort to do is only work with people that I really enjoy working with um, so that's what I've been doing um, but you know in saying that if somebody is interested in working with me then you can always reach out to me via email um, danny at dannykennedyfitness.com or just go to my website dannykennedyfitness.com and reach out and, and fill me in with what your goal is and we can we can go from there um next question is what are the who are the best athletes that you've worked with this is a a question um that i actually answered on social media and it's a tough one because i can't really nail it down to to one athlete but you know some of the the top athletes that i've been fortunate enough to work with um guys like dylan alcott um incredible athlete um, Scotty Pendlebury, who again is just such a professional and um, 
someone I get along really well with and, and someone that I just admire his work ethic. Dyson Heppel, again, another one very similar to Scott. Um, I, I think very similar personalities and um, and work ethics. Michael Klim, um, you know, Olympic Olympic medalist. He's a, a, a absolute champion, champion bloke as well and just loves pushing himself and getting uncomfortable. Um, and then Mitch Creek's another one um, who has been... He's just a freak athlete and someone who you can just really push and, and, and obviously a really good friend of mine as well. Um, but, yeah, there's there's plenty of awesome athletes that I've been fortunate enough to work with, but they're probably some of the ones that stand out to me um, the most at the moment. Uh, next question is best way to deal with DOMS. Now, um, anyone that doesn't know what DOMS is, delayed onset muscle soreness is what that stands for, and that's that's when you train legs and two days later you can't fucking walk down the stairs cause, or you can't even sit on the toilet because your legs are so sore, um, or obviously any muscle group we could be talking about there. But the best way to deal with DOMS is to, first of all, make sure you're training in the right manner anyway. Um, secondly, take care of your recovery. So that may be proper nutrition, hydration, supplementation, um, doing things like foam rolling, maybe massage therapy, supplementing with things like magnesium before sleep, uh, maybe doing some ice baths or contrast therapy or things like that to take care of the DOMS. But um, yeah, look, it, it is what it is. It's part of training. But if you want to make sure you, you're not suffering immensely like you potentially can be, there's some things that I would add in to make sure that it's not uh, not too bad. A couple more questions, guys, and we'll wrap things up. Got a few more minutes here. So the next one is, why is protein the most important macro? So protein, you know, not only is it filling, so it's going to help suppress your appetite between meals, it's also the most thermogenic macronutrient, which is going to help you burn more calories and increase your metabolism for a short period of time. Um, Obviously helps with growth and recovery of of muscle tissue between sessions as well. and and you know that's that's why it's that's why it's the most important macronutrient group to to take in. You should be aiming for at least two grams of protein per kilo of body weight, in my opinion. Um, yeah, they, it's a very important macronutrient. I, what I recommend with my clients that I work with on their nutrition, I really only tell them to focus on their calorie intake and their protein minimum, and then choosing nutrient-dense foods and also getting their micronutrients. But the carbohydrates and fats ratio, in my opinion, is quite irrelevant or not as important as most people would think. Um, so they're the two that I kind of really focus on. Um, but protein is super important, guys, so make sure you're getting yours in. Um, my favorite protein, which I've mentioned on the show, is the OxyWay protein or even the Isopept, which I'm going to be doing an episode about in a few weeks' time by EH- EHP Labs, I'm going in a bit more detail about the Isopept um, protein and, and exactly what that's for. But OxyWay... Um, I did literally just had a smoothie just before this. I, if you're struggling to get your protein in, the best thing I can recommend is just adding in a scoop or two of protein each day, maybe increasing your portion sizes at main meals, snacks like Greek yogurt, um, even things like almonds, even though they're known as a, a fat source, they're high in protein as well. Um, it's it, it shouldn't be that difficult to get your protein in uh, and things like protein bars and stuff as well. Um, all right, guys, let's do two more questions here. We'll scroll through and find some good ones. But if you've enjoyed today's episode, I actually like doing these Q&As, but um, if you have enjoyed it, please do screenshot this episode and post on your story for me ASAP within the next 30 seconds. Uh, would be fantastic. And I can do more of these if you like. There's plenty of questions here that I haven't got through today, which I would love to touch on at some point. 
Um, the next one is, is the keto diet sustainable long term? My answer to that is that if you fucking hate carbohydrates, then maybe. But for most people, they can not stick to that for an extended period of time. So for me, there's just no point in doing it. Um, a lot of the time, people think that it's the carbs, as I touched on you know, last week, they think it's the carbs that are holding them back from losing fat. It's not. You're just eating too many calories. So even if you're following the ketogenic diet, if you're eating too many calories, you're still not going to see progress. But for majority of people out there, not many people I know could stick to keto for the rest of their life. It's, yeah, it's very, very, very fucking unlikely that you're going to be able to do that. And I just don't see any point in doing it. I'm, I would not recommend it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, last one is, this is actually about Unify, which is cool. Um, so for those of you who don't know what Unify is, um, Danielle and I just launched a new activewear brand, um, really high quality female activewear. Um, our first collection is a set, so leggings and a sports bra. And the question was, do you have to buy the set? Um, when purchasing Unify? And the answer is no. So you can purchase either the leggings by themselves, the sports bra by itself, or you can buy the set. Um, if you do buy the set in either color, the blue or the black, um, you get 10% off your total purchase plus free shipping compared to when you buy one item at a time. Um, but yeah, awesome, awesome product, awesome feedback so far. If you guys want to grab your your own set or just check it out i'll leave the link to the website below and make sure i'll put in the show notes as well the code to use to get 10 percent off your purchase um we'd love to have you join the the unify community um but yeah good question i want to answer one more here and that is how long have you been using lion's mane um, i use lion's mane which is a mushroom extract by life cycle um I use it every morning and every night, so I've been using it now since probably 2017, to be honest. Started using it first when I was in LA um, and came back here and, and started using it again, or continued using it, sorry. Um, I use it in the morning for focus, which I find just works so great, you know, cognitive enhancement with my, my focus and the ability to concentrate. And then also I use it before I go to sleep to help with deep sleep, um, which is which has been proven as well. Awesome product. Again, I can put the link to Life Cycle below so you guys can check out these mushroom extracts yourself. Um, I've also done a podcast with the founder of Life Cycle, Julian, um, which you'll, you can scroll back through and have a listen to find out a bit more info on those mushroom extracts as well. So thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Um, that was a really fun one, like I said. So um, that wraps us up for this this week's show, this solo show. Um, make sure you tune in to the guest episode later this week. Um, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And a big thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a fantastic day.